Blog Talk Radio. For all the news you need to know, welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where great people and great topics are brought together for stimulating and thought-provoking conversation brought to you by the Vibration Radio Network. Welcome, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. I want to say happy Tuesday uh, to you guys out there. Hope you had a fantabulous weekend and hope that this weekend is getting off on a great and positive note for you guys out there. If you didn't know, the Beautiful Butterfly Radio Show is brought to you by YRN 1328. That means you're listening to a show that's being broadcast globally. So big shouts out to YRN 1328, you guys. And so tonight, folks, we got another special guest joining us over here. We have um, author uh, Elaine Clark. She is the CEO of Empowerment Development Coaching. And she is another awesome lady who is a part of um, A Woman's Journey to Self-Assurance, the anthology, uh, which is compiled by author and CEO of Ink Pen Diva, Tamika Sims. And so she's going to come on, folks. She's going to tell us how she got to be a part of this awesome project. But also we're going to be talking about her um, coaching um, practice tonight as well, you guys. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show, you guys. If you have a question or a comment, feel free to call in at any time. The number is 347-326-9139 is the number, you guys. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take a little break. We're going to come back, and we're going to welcome our special guest right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Check out the creative work of the author, Trent Williams, of www.taylorkennedymedia.com. Chapter of the Delta gives us a peek at his life-changing events. And if that's not enough, Trent tells you more about his brothers and his life through memoirs in his book, The Four Horsemen. His blogs and daily stimulating quotes are published in his book, Life's Little Addiction. And when you have a need of some human coaching of life and relationships, Take a look at Conversations with Trent, Volume 1 and 2, and Conversations with Trent, Limited Edition. You will find his work available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all online book retailers. Hey everyone, it's me, Lisa, from the Conversations with Trent show, featuring, you guessed it, me. Be sure to tune in Friday nights 
8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, as we strive to guide you to greater authentic living, right here on your radio networks, YRN 1328. And welcome back, everyone, to the show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. And as promised, uh, we got our special guest of the evening, you guys, Elaine Clark. And she's going to be coming on and talking about her uh, journey on being a contributing author to A Woman's Journey to Self-Assurance in the anthology, you guys. And Elaine Clark has 20 years of experience uh, working with individuals looking to find direction and clarity in their career, personal life, and relationships. Many of her clients felt stuck in a particular job, career, relationship, and wanted to change direction, but did not know how or where to start. Luckily, Elaine has developed a broad professional skill set, counseling knowledge, and an awareness of the effective coaching methods for working with young people and adults who feel they are experiencing life challenges, a crisis, or find themselves in a holding pattern, you guys. And so, with that said, we're going to bring our special guest so she can tell you all about herself and more and this awesome journey in creating um, and being a part of this um, anthology, you guys. So we're going to bring her on. Elaine, you there? Yes, I am. Hello, hello, hello. How's everyone this afternoon or even I, evening, I should say? <laughs> <laughs> doing fantastic. <laughs> Welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. Um, out here in sunny California, we're still getting some heat, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I see. Yes, ma'am. Like uh, in North Carolina, I'm in North Carolina, and we're supposed to be fall. We're supposed to be experiencing fall, but we have been getting up to like 85 degrees um, these, oh, wow. these past couple of days. Yes. So, you know, I don't Sounds know like to put it. on my daughter's shorts or, or long sleeves. <laughs> just depends right, on the, right. depends on the day. Yes. So, yes. But, of course, uh, thank you for taking the time to join us this evening. Definitely appreciate it. And I thank you. And also I thank Ms. Tamika uh, Sims. I, I'm just uh, appreciative and in gratitude for this opportunity to sit and talk with you. Absolutely. I Absolutely. So I know I, I gave a little bit about uh, uh, what you do, but tell us a little bit about who is Elaine Clark. Oh, wow. Um, I'm a bit modest, <laughs> So, but I, I will say, you know, it, it's it's hard for me, and maybe perhaps with some people and with others it may not be as difficult to just talk right. about themselves. You right. know, I'm always in the mode of helping others, and if mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. uh, impart uh, an inspiring word into your life, into self or into your space, then I am so 
open to do that. But when it comes to myself, you know, it's hard for me because I'm always giving and giving and giving. Absolutely. So to talk about who Elaine is, is I'm just giving you uh, just a, a little bit about who, I'm, who I am. I am a giver. I am uh, a caretaker. And I did not ask for this role. Um, God gave me this role. <laughs> you know, sometimes we take on roles or challenges saying that this is what I want to do. But if it's not ordained and God hasn't said, the Lord hasn't said that I beseek this on you, then it's not for you. So what I'm saying is the role is to help others and always have that spirit of helping and the spirit of giving. And that's truly who I am. I am, by profession, I'm a social worker. Uh, I work for uh, one of the largest child protective services in the nation um, in Los Angeles, so you can imagine what goes on out here. Um, But that's who I am professionally, and that's, uh, my title, as we say, as a social worker, but who Elaine is, is again, a coach, uh, someone, that sister that you could talk to, that sister that when you do speak to them, they hold your, you know, your secrets, your thoughts, confident. Uh, that's who I am. And the sister who will tell you the truth. And sometimes you may not want to hear the truth, <laughs> because the truth doesn't always, it isn't always received properly. But right. when I give it right. to you, it comes from a genuineness uh, of right. who I am. And Absolutely. what I do is I help uh, women. I empower women and I help women uh, and I said, as a personal development coach. And what I do is I help empower women. And my heart goes out to young women mm-hmm. who are just in this life are struggling, you know, they can, uh, with identity. They don't know who they are. Um, they're searching for love in so many different areas and unaware of the love that they're seeking isn't the godly love, isn't the love right. that they're supposed to have. But we just, you know, they find themselves out there just trying to get it, trying to get it. And what they really and truly want is some direction. And they want us seasoned women um, to give them some direction just to say, hey, let me help you along the way. Let me show you how it goes. Because I made those same mistakes. I walked and traveled those roads in the same direction that you're walking in. But fortunately for me, I had someone to whisper in my ear, hey, Absolutely. if I'm doing something that's it's not correct, do it this way. Or if mm-hmm. you do decide mm-hmm. to do it, this is what you're going to face. Right. <laughs> you know, so I'm going to let you know what those roadblocks are ahead. So if you decide you want to go down there, go ahead. It's okay. Bump your head. You know, like how you tell babies um, when they continue to go over to the coffee table and touch that <laughs> glass dish, you know, that ashtray, as we said back growing up, is the ashtray. <laughs> and you tell them, no, 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 no. But they continue to go until something happens. Yeah. And then we get our aha moment. And so that's what I'm saying. That's the person who I am. That's who I am is that I'm going to give you the guidance and the direction in areas that you may not be clear on, you know, and at times that we're looking for, we're trying to make these decisions in our careers and our personal life. And we're just not quite clear because fear steps in the way Mm -hmm, and fear mm -hmm, steps in and that just, we panic and we say, Oh no, I can't do this because I'm afraid because I was once there as well. And fear comes in the way. And it's 
it, it stops us. It puts that, uh, that roadblock, you know, that halt where they said stop, and we don't move. We, we just find ourselves paralyzed. And from there, we just sit there and we sit there. We never move because fear has paralyzed us. And Absolutely. so I'm Absolutely. that person to help you to break the fear, break the chains, to say, get some clarity. This is how you do it. Maybe it's, this may not be the right time for you to go in this direction. So hold off and wait. And let's find another way. But not okay. allow yourself to be paralyzed, not allow yourself to be stunted, that you cannot Absolutely. roll and move forward. So that Absolutely. is who I am. And I, I hope I, I, you know, said it all in uh, quickly <laughs> or giving you a Absolutely. real quick synopsis. And, and I love the term um, paralyzed that you use because oftentimes – especially when it comes to young people and adults, um, mm-hmm. different things that we have experienced in our past has a way of paralyzing us. You know, we, we exactly, are upbringing yes. that marriage, you know, that re- bad relationship, that divorce, different things have the ability to paralyze us from progressing to that next step. And oftentimes, you know, we get we get very confused and very I guess very you know, upset with yeah, traumatized and upset. And, and and then we get, you know, people get upset because they're thinking, well, why don't they just do this? Why didn't she just 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 do this? And a lot of people don't understand everybody's not equipped with the same tools right off. And like you mentioned, exactly. you know, you, you step in and you say, hey, I'm just here to show you the tools. You have them, but I'm trying to show you how to put them to work, you know, and, exactly. and how to make it, you know, get it to happen. And so um, I, I'm definitely a firm believer, especially when it comes to our young people. I think it's easy for us to, you know, take a seat in the back and say, okay, you know, they're young, they they doing this, but if we can if we can create and help them stop making half the mistakes that some of us did, you know, we we uh-huh. would definitely uh, be be doing something in this world. And so, uh, for you, exactly. Um, uh, let me say this, Beyonce. Yeah. Okay, oh, you ahead. made a great point when you said that we're not equipped. It's not only just not only being equipped with some of us weren't taught how to yes. do things. We weren't right. taught to be resilient. That's right. You know, we weren't given those tools as a child. Absolutely. So it's so true that how we were taught as children, that's who we are as adults. We bring Absolutely. those traits along with us. You know, they don't disappear when we go into our teenage years or in our adult life. Those traits and characteristics that were formed when we were younger as babies are still there. Absolutely. They're still there. And then when that trauma or something happens in our lives to change or to disrupt our, our balance or disrupt our, what, what the word would be homostasis, disrupt our equilibrium, mm-hmm. disrupt our life, then guess what? All that stuff comes up. And yeah. we don't know how to handle it. We don't know how to handle it, what to do. And sometimes it manifests, and sometimes it, guess what, it stays. Yeah. Then you see us just tugging along. And then you That's look right. at this grown 40-year-old woman that acts like a 14-year-old. And mm. you say, wait a minute, why is she right. doing this? Is what a four, I did this when I was 14 and 15. Well, mm-hmm. her growth was stunted. That's right. And that's where that trauma comes in. 
and not having the, the tools, not being equipped to handle those events that happen in our lives to just kind of throw us off balance. Some of us are uh, equipped and have the strength and the power that we can handle it. We, we, we have that bounce back uh, feel, that bounce back resilience. We got that bounce back way of how we do things. You know, you find yourself something happened, girl, you know how to get back up. Oh, I'm good. Right. And then some <laughs> of us, we just decide we're just going to lay down and I can't get up right now. <laughs> it ain't. It's not for me. Mm-mm. And that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. What do you believe? Um, and, and you mentioned fear as well. A lot of us have that fear um, to to step out there and maybe do something outside of, of what we think is the norm. You know, we we think like okay. My family did this a certain way. I was brought up to do this a certain way, you know, to to stray from that any different, you know, is, 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 a, is a fearful moment for people. So what do you believe, especially when it comes to our youth and especially what we see nowadays as far as the news, social media, all of these various things taking place? How do you believe? Because some people believe our youth are lost. Some people that believe that they are going in a, you know, very negative direction. What do you believe our youth needs now more than ever? They need now a foundation. And mm-hmm. I, and I believe the younger parents, the ones who are in their 20s, they're now trying to do life differently than how right. they they were taught or the life they were given, mm-hmm. you know, the life they were given had so many uh, dysfunctional characteristics and traits that happened in their lives. So they right. want to do things differently. So now you see a lot of the young fathers, and I have a, a nephew who's 30, and he's a young fa- father with two children, as a matter of fact. But I just mm-hmm. watch him where how he puts the kids in the car seat, and he changes their diaper, and he feels that nobody can take care of them two boys but him better than he did. Now, mind you, I took care of him. But he feels like, oh, I, I do it, I do it, no, I can do it. He wants this, he wants that. Because, you know, his father wasn't in his life. So right. he wants to make it a point to be in his children's life, lives. Mm-hmm. He wants to make it a point to be there to do the fatherly, fatherly duties. So mm-hmm. there is going, there's a shift. There's a shift in the young parenting that's happening today. Now, with the Mm -hmm. younger kids whose parents are in their 40s and 50s, you know, and sad to say, and I really do uh, hate to say this, but I I truly believe that a lot of um, that that era, they fell prey to the cracks at the epidemic. That's what I saw out here in L.A. So as a result of it, they have these children that are in their mm, 30s and 40s who mm-hmm. experienced it. You see what I'm right. saying? Because their parents weren't there. So right. they lost a lot. They lost mm-hmm. a lot. But however, however, the the difference is their children are now trying to make up and say, you know what, even though my parents are lacking in some areas, I'm going to do things differently. I'm going to go mm-hmm. to that parenting class. 
you know, I'm going to go to school when they have parent night, and I'm going to go in and talk to the teachers. I'm going to do things out the ordinary that wasn't done for me. I'm going to do it today. Right. So they're making right. that shift. They're changing because it didn't happen to them or for them, so they're going to do life differently with their children. And that's what Absolutely. I see that's happening with the younger, with the uh, 20-something generation uh, uh the millenniums or the first part of the millenniums, they're doing things differently where, when it comes to their children. That's what I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's, it's, it's hopefully, and I'm, I'm real positive that the shift is happening and it's just a matter of time, you know, for it to just come full circle. Absolutely. Absolutely. And speaking of things coming full circle tonight, we are talking about your contribution um, yes, to a woman's yes, journey yes. to self-assurance, the, the anthology. So tell us, how did how did this come full circle for you? What made you decide, you know what, I think this is something I want to be a part of. This is something I can add value to. Uh, how did you come to that? I, I, I don't consider myself an author. I don't consider myself a writer, and I never considered mm-hmm. myself wanting to write about my life. I felt my life, mm-hmm. you know, it's you know, it's not that grand where I just want to talk about it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but what I like being a part of self-assured woman is, mm-hmm. I, and, and I believe that I got in during the time that it was at the beginning uh, when Tamika had started this um, group. And, uh-huh, and, you know, uh-huh. I was always looking for a group that was had something to do with women, had something to do with right. uh, personal development, had something to do with empowerment, um, and just uplifting women and how can I inspire you or give you a good word. Right. And so that, that group was attracted to me. It was attractive. And one good thing that I really liked uh, what Tamika did is that she reached out to me and she asked me, because I would post inspiring things, and she asked me, she said, hey, could you be a part of, um, the group and you know do a post every Monday and I, I forget it was Monday motivation Monday something Monday self assured I forget oh God it's been a while I I can't really re- recall the what it was called but I did it every Monday and I truly 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 appreciate Tamika reaching out to me and asking me and giving me allowing me the platform where I was building uh, myself building the responsibility I needed to have to uh, conduct a a social media group. And uh, she allowed each and every one of the members there who decided to be committed to the group, the opportunity, the experience to learn and to just hone their skills and just figure out, hey, this is how you do it. She didn't hold back on giving us the tools. She didn't hold back to say, I'm just going to give you a little bit, and then you figure out the rest. She came at it with, hey, this is how you do it. Just follow my direction, follow my instruction, and you'll be okay. So I, was, I saw the group evolve, and it evolved into not only the anthology, but many other works that she has done uh, since, her, you know, since the beginning, since the inception of the group. It has truly evolved, mm-hmm. and those who have been there from the beginning to now have have also branched out and are doing their own thing. 
based on their relationship in the group, relationship with her, but not only with Tamika, but with also the other group members. And it also afforded me the opportunity to meet other people that I met in the group and establish a bond, establish a collaboration. So that was really um, helpful and it was unique because you don't right. always find something like this now going on, something like the group that she has. Now it has truly, truly expanded. Right. Uh, but early on, and it was, you could just see it evolving. You could just see how things worked out. And that's what I liked about it, and that's what I still like about it. And just giving everyone an opportunity. I, I just remember when she said, pass the cast, when Periscope first came on. <laughs> everyone was afraid to get on Periscope, <laughs> myself included. And she said, well, you know, guys, hey, we all going on Periscope. And what we're going to do is just give us your tagline, your name, and we're going to pass the cast. That means after you're done, you do your first 15, 20 minutes, pass it on to the next person. And what we'll do is support one another. See, that's the key word, support. Support, yeah. And support, support, mm -hmm. support. And that's what you need in this business. If you don't right. have the support from your fellow sisters, you out there on your own. <laughs> and, and that's real. That's real. Like the kids said, that's real talk. And that's what she also afforded the group members and just whomever, whoever wanted to join. It, it didn't matter who you are, who you know, what you have, how you look and all that. That didn't matter. It's just click, join, say something. You a member. We're going to reach out to you and we're going to hug you and, and love on you. And that's, that's it. So that's Absolutely. how I got involved. <laughs> that's how I got involved. And, and you mentioned and you mentioned a key thing about support. And a lot of times we see a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of motivational speakers, life coaches talk about that support um, all around. And Elaine, how do you believe that we can increase our support when it comes to our fellow, you know, maybe our fellow authors, maybe uh, fellow life coaches, fellow whatever, how can we be more supportive of people instead of kind of feeling like we're in, you know, we're we're in a competition and, and we're trying to uh -huh. outdo one another? How can we genuinely try and be more supportive of one another? You said outdo. That that's that, that's the uh -huh. word. Yeah. Outdo. Yeah. If we yeah. can get away from not just the fact that we want to outdo one another. But uh -huh. get away from the fact that there's something in it for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, Absolutely. so I'm only going to do this because I get something out of the deal. Right. Not the fact that, hey, sister, you need my help. What is it I can do? Or don't even say mm -hmm. you need my help. If I can be of help to you, just let me know. Right, right. That's it. That's it. And support. And also, for me, it would really mean means that I, I I can't be the one that have a difficult time asking for help. Right. You know, I, I feel that I can do it all. I can do it all. I can do it all. And I'm learning that to say, you know what, I'm going to take the passenger seat or I don't even have to sit on, in the front. Put me mm -hmm. in the back. Mm -hmm. And I'm good. I don't mm -hmm. necessarily have to be driving sit on steering wheel. No. And that's what I'm learning in the whole piece, space of collaboration. 
and right. support is that right. take a back seat, but I'm here to help you and give you direction when you need it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't ask for it, it's okay, but I'm still here. Absolutely. And there's nothing in it for me. There is nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't expect right. you to support my events. That's okay because maybe perhaps you cannot. Something right. else can going on in your life, but I'm just here to support you because sometimes we think honor or it, it will come back to us by who we have given, you know, right. ourselves right. to or who we have helped. Right. But that's not right. always the case. See, God mm-hmm. says that mm-hmm. you help others and help those who need your help. Right. And the blessing comes from the Lord. So I may not, this person may not even say thank you or even return the, the gesture. But you know what? Someone else won't come along and tell you thank you when you least expect mm-hmm. it. Or someone else will support and say, hey, I want to get 10 tickets to your event. I want to buy right. 10 books so I can pass them out to other people and as gifts, whereas you you thought that the person that you helped was going to support you, and they didn't. They didn't buy not one book, but that's okay. Right. right. God has sent someone to buy 10 or buy them all, <laughs> and that is the support <laughs> based on what I've done. <laughs> you know, it's, you didn't buy one, but that's all right. God said, I'm going to send 10 of them. And they come in, you need all 10 going to buy 10 of your books. All right? Hello. How do they say hello, somebody? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Look at God. <laughs> and for you, uh, adding so much um, to this book, how did you go about deciding what you wanted to share? How did you make the decision? Because I would think, you know, when it comes to an anthology, you're thinking like, okay, what am I going to write on? What am I going yeah. to speak on? How did you decide what you wanted to share and how much of it you wanted to share? Well, I'm a, as I said, I'm a personal development coach, and I truly believe in change, and I also believe uh, in order to personally change or to, or to develop um, to your highest level or to the higher level, you have to do, you have to change. And change means get rid of those old habits. Change means you just stop doing what, you, what you've been doing and do something differently. But not only do it differently, do it to where it's going to benefit you. Mm-hmm. And so I, and I thought about, well, let me talk about the pattern that I had. Um, and, and it goes back to growing up and what you see and those characteristics that uh, are created in you and they're ingrained. Mm -hmm. And if you don't recognize it and realize that they're there and something's wrong, you continue, Mm -hmm. you continue on uh, producing, uh, imitating or just showing up in that space, how it looks. And uh, I talked about coming here from belief. I'm Belizean. And having to go through the whole immigration process and seeing my father, meeting my father for the first time, I was four years old. And I never realized, wow, I didn't know my dad from zero to four. Didn't know who, I heard of him, they talked about him, but I didn't know. And a four-year-old, hmm, how do you, you know, you don't know those things. And and it didn't really uh, resonate with me until I got older and then I went back to school, I got my master's in counseling psychology, so I had to go into therapy. So because they're saying, well, how could you be a therapist and 
provide therapy to others when you haven't sat in the seat. So that's where yeah. I, you know, I had my aha moment. And once I realized, you know, growing up, my father was great. He took care of his household. He took care of all his children. We know we were loved and just all the things. And I learned so much from my dad. I was a daddy's girl. I didn't know my mom. My mom is deceased. So she, in 17 days after I was born, in childbirth, I lost my mother. She was a Jehovah's Witness. So she refused the blood transfusion. Mm. So I didn't put that piece in the book. I just talked about the immigration process. But I also talked about how the men that I... Uh, found myself with, you know, how, and it's so true, little girls, who do they look for? Someone that's right. in the image of their dad. Right. And so, yes, I did. You know, my father always told me, he says, oh, it's better to be uh, a sweet, uh, old man's sweetheart than a young man's fool. So, mm-hmm. so what did I go out and do? I attracted, I was attracted to older men. Yes, older men who had money, all of those things. But also my father had a lot of women. You know, and, and I knew them, you know, hey, I was young, answering the telephone, just, hey, I learned early to say, I don't know. Is your dad? I don't know. Is When is he coming home? I don't know. All those things. So I picked up. So what happened when I started dating men, they were womenizing. Yeah. And I put up with it. I tolerated it. Why? Because, hey, they were paying for things for me, you know. I didn't have to worry about money. Well, because they took care of me just like my dad did. Right. So I did the same thing until I had the aha moment and realized that, you know what, this isn't right. This is infidelity. Yeah, just because he's doing, he's taking care of you, he's giving you money, he's treating you so you say, well, good. No. But he has (laughs) other women. Come on now. (laughs) And so until I had my aha moment, to say, look, decide on what you want and what are your expectations from a man. What do you expect right. a man to give you? And and how do you want him to treat you in the relationship? And is it okay for him to not just have you but two or three others? Right. You know, you put up with it. Even though you're fighting and, oh, no, 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 all of this, because you think, oh, yeah, that means something. No, it doesn't mean anything because he going after he cool you off and whatever, and you good, that weekend he going out with somebody else. <laughs> so <laughs> once I realized, <laughs> and I had to break that habit, because that was right. something I saw in the household. Mm-hmm. And for mm-hmm. us, and I had brothers as well. So my brothers had girlfriends too. They had girlfriends because they saw my dad, so they felt it was okay. So once I got my aha moment, I was able to break the habit. I was able to right. break the chain. And right. first thing that I asked when I got into relationships, I said, are you willing to have a monogamous relationship? Mm. And if they couldn't see themselves with me, I took it upon myself to say, you know what, let me back out of this because I'm good. You're good, so am I. And <laughs> it's, it's all right. right. It was all right. And that's what I did. And that's what I did. And I found my true love. Well, he doesn't have a problem being monogamous. Right. But I had Absolutely. to get it in my head and say what I'm not going to tolerate with it. And I had to realize where it all came from, where it stemmed from, is what I saw. And I felt, and what I saw, and it was told to me that it was okay. 
Mm-hmm. So for and, years. And, and what I was going to say is that it's so important that you did that because a lot of times you've had young girls and men and young boys who grew up in households and, and maybe mm-hmm. mama had a lot of men, quote unquote uncles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Running mm-hmm. through the home, and and and, and Daddy, yeah. you know, had Miss Susie and Miss Joanne and Miss So and So over all the time. Yeah. So you thought it was right. the norm, Living. you know? You thought, oh, live okay. right down the street, they live next yeah. door. We <laughs> had them next yeah, door. Right. <laughs> you, you thought you thought this is how it's supposed to go. Here she comes over here with her pound right. cake and and and. and you know, <laughs> and, and sweet right. potato pie, right. and, and <laughs> mm-hmm. you know all these different things, and so you know, it, and then you get to a point where when you start getting in relationships, you think, okay, well, this is how this thing is supposed to go. You know, this is I, this is how okay. this thing is supposed to be set up. Yeah, so it was you know good that you were able, you know, to to get those red flags. Uh, when you did and say, okay, you know what, <laughs> this is not the way it's supposed to be, and I'm gonna make sure I find somebody, you know, who ain't doing the same things Daddy was doing. <laughs> you know, but, I'm gonna find first, somebody. Yeah. But but first, you have to acknowledge it. See, sometimes yeah. we say, oh yeah, we're gonna do this and we're gonna change, but we have yeah. to acknowledge it and see it as a problem. It's an issue, and this issue needs to be taken care of. And it needs help. I need help in order to deal with what I'm dealing with. And what it is with a lot of us, we do not want to deal with our stuff. Right. We don't want to, because we think, think we okay, we're going to pray about it, we're going to church, and there's nothing wrong with going to church. And I say, if you got some issues, go to church and talk to the pastor, because pastors are counselors. They're therapists. Mm-hmm. They're coaches. Go right. make an appointment. Go talk to them about your stuff. Get right. some help. And that's Absolutely. what we do as people do not want to do is help ourselves. We want to dress up and make it look good. And underneath, ooh, my God, Mm -mm. get some help. Get a coat. Get a therapist. Get some help. Absolutely, you guys. If you guys are just joining us, you guys, we are on with Elaine Clark, you guys. She is uh, one of the contributing authors to A Woman's Journey to Self-Assurance. And uh, what we're going to do is going to take a short break. And uh, we got some questions from some listeners that we're going to be um, uh, asking Elaine. Or if you're on the phone line um, and you would like to uh, talk with her, feel free to go ahead and press 1. Or if you're out there listening, uh, you can call in. The number is 347-326-9139 is the number, you guys. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take a little break, but we're going to come back with more. Elaine Clark, you guys, right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Have you ever sat down and simply wanted someone to fully understand your life? Someone who wakes up every day and does their best to provide and protect their loved ones the way you do? Someone who has been confused, lost, scared, or just trying to figure out how to balance their life spiritually, physically, emotionally, and financially? If so, Life is Outstanding is the book for you. Anthony promises his readers that you don't have to be perfect to live an outstanding life. Hey y'all, 
it's Coach Michelle Jackson. And when I'm not busy coaching, motivating, or writing, I listen to Bianca Fly on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Bianca Fly takes me high on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. And speaking of taking you to a new level, you guys, won't you head over to Facebook and check out Ambient Records, you guys, uh, where uh, music composer and director Stephen Ferguson um, has created his very own uh, music label. And we are so proud of him over here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Head on over to that page. He is now uh, currently seeking new artists. Uh, so uh, if you are R&B, hip-hop, classical, poetry, you name it, he's looking for you. So head over to Ambient, that's spelled A-M-B-Y-E-N-T Records um, on Facebook.com or connect with Stephen Jerome Ferguson, um, you guys as well. He has a lot of awesome artists over there, uh, such as Orustus Ade, uh, who has put out some new singles as well, you guys. So make sure you go over there, support Stephen and Ambient records you guys um connect with them on um facebook as well as twitter um sjf music one to connect with them and find out the latest of what's going on with ambient records you guys and so uh tonight folks we are on with elaine clark and we're talking about her being a contributing author to a woman's journey to self-assurance you guys and so uh we have a question here uh for you elaine um, coming from Erica um, out of Atlanta, she wants to know, how did you get to the point where you knew that you were a self-assured woman? That's a good question. Good question. Great question. Erica, thanks uh-huh. for asking that question. How did, oh, I'm sorry. Did I jump in? No, you're fine. Go on. <laughs> I'm fine. Okay, great question, Erica. How did I get to the point that I knew that I was a self-assured woman? I've known that I, oh, okay, um, and I was, oh, wait a minute, let me cancel that, I, I knew, as I mentioned earlier, I went into therapy when I was uh, working on my master's, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. during that period of time in my, I, I'm, a, I'm, you know, in my early 50s, uh, Erica, so I should say I'm a seasoned woman, and uh, <laughs> And I knew I started uh, going through the process in my 30s is when I really got deep into myself, trying to figure out who I am, what am I about, um, mm-hmm. why am I doing the things that I'm doing, why am I getting involved with certain type of men. And I had the career. My career was on point. I was doing well in that area, but my personal life I wasn't doing well in. Mm-hmm. And so I had to go on that self uh, journey. And at the time, I didn't call it that. I, I didn't give it a name. I didn't know what it was in my 30s. You know, it wasn't about, uh, you know, self, taking care of yourself. Right. What do you need to do? You just tried to figure it out. So I went on that journey to figure out who I am. Why am I, as mm-hmm. I said, getting involved with these men? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Right. And I had to do some introspection as far as who Elaine is. What is Elaine Mm -hmm. all about? What does Elaine Mm -hmm. like? Why is Elaine angry? You know, why does she get angry at times with her friends that don't want to be bothered? Mm. You know, 
what's going on? What is happening here? What is she upset about? She doesn't even know why she's upset. But I wasn't happy with who I am, who I was at the time, because I really didn't know who I was. And Mm -hmm. so I had to begin to say, well, figure out what are the things that I like about me and what are the things that I want to change. And once you get it, take it out of your head and put it on paper and just start toiling with it in your mind. Talk about the things that you like. Say that. What do you Mm -hmm. like about yourself? Because some of us don't like ourselves. Let me just right. say that. Some of Amen. Us don't. And, <laughs> and then some of us don't like certain things about or traits right. about who we are. Right. So right. you have to ask yourself, Erica, what are the traits that you like about self? Right. And what are the traits that you do not like? And mm-hmm. ask yourself, mm-hmm. are you willing to change? That's the key. Change. Willingness. Willingness. And even though going through the change process may be difficult, because it is. And then you're going to go through some stuff and find out who you are and may not like some of that stuff or like the people that you're around. But you have to go through that process and dig deep within who you are to pull out that better person because it's there. It's there. And that was the process I had to go through, you know, and I had to deal with, you know what, I I can't get upset with other people. And I had to also build my self-confidence. I had to build my self-esteem. Because what was happening, I found myself angry with others when I should have been angry with myself. Right. You know? Right. Right. Because my confidence level wasn't up. My self-esteem wasn't up. You know? All of that stuff was playing, you know, a huge part in my life. The career was on point. You know, I would dress it up, look real good. But all that mess, <laughs> and you know, however you want to call it, was inside of me, and mm-hmm. I needed to deal with it, and I needed to change it. I had to build my self-confidence. I had to build my self-esteem. I had to get remove that self-doubt that played right. in my mind, that uh, that negative talk that I heard, mm-hmm. and that's the reason why sometimes I would lash out and I would be angry. What was, and my friends would say, well, why are you mad? Why are you angry? <laughs> I didn't know. I thought it was on them. Yeah. I would deflect. So I would put it back on them, but it was me. So that was Mm -hmm. the journey that I went on to self-assurance. And today I can say I am self-assured. I've been self-assured for some years now. I know who I am, but I'm not perfect. Mm -hmm. And there are times that I do battle. There are times that I I battle with myself. And there are times that I have to talk to self and say, Elaine, (laughs) this ain't cool today. Elaine, you know, why do you feel depressed? Why is that depression coming on you? Right. Get rid of it. You know, you got to do that talk. Talk mm-hmm. to yourself just like, hey, Elaine, you know, change some things. Make those decisions. Be careful what you say and do. And if you made someone angry, ability for that. Be, take that accountability for speaking those words that you later, after you thought about it later, you you realize that it wasn't something for you to say. And be woman enough to go back and say, hey, you know what? I apologize for the way I behaved. I'm sorry mm-hmm. for what I said. It's okay because you're woman enough. Remember that you're a grown woman. So grown women, they can say they're sorry. Grown women, it's right. easy for them to apologize and take responsibility for their behavior and for their actions because they're good. Because right. it's like, okay, Absolutely. this is what I do. I'm you know, hey, we we all fall short. 
Absolutely. <laughs> you know, we all Absolutely. Fall short, but, and that's the journey that I've been on, Erica. And uh, I'm happy to say that I'm here. But it, it took a minute. It took a while for me to get here. And I had to deal with a lot of my stuff, girl, uh, to get here. Absolutely. So Absolutely. And Carlos uh, from San Antonio uh, wants to know, why do you think that we, um, especially African-Americans, struggle with taking advantage of therapy? I know you mentioned, you know, you going to therapy and so forth, but that still seems to be a, a taboo topic, you know, to to some mm-hmm. people about getting therapy because we have all of these resources out here, yet people will not, you know, take that step. Why do you think it is that even still now, 2017, we're struggling to get people to go to therapy? And this is from Carlos? Is Carlos is the car? Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, okay, Carlos. I just wanted to get the name correct. Uh, so true in the African-American community that we have a hard time dealing with therapy because for us stands for something's wrong. Something is wrong mm-hmm. with us if we go to therapy. Something is right. wrong with our physical. It's, it's like African-Americans do, do not like to go to the doctor. They don't until right. something until that illness has manifested and it's like you have no other choice but to get go and see somebody because we don't want to hear that something is wrong with us. Mm-hmm. That means therapy says that something's wrong with my mind. Now, how all of a sudden at 40-something years old or at 30-something years old, something is wrong with my mind, whereas when I was growing up, not, nobody said anything was wrong with my mind. I did well in school. Right. right. I didn't show any signs of mental illness or there was an unbalance. Now you want to tell me that something is wrong with me at 30? (laughs) We don't want to deal with illness. We don't want to deal with mental illness. We don't want to deal with physical illness. So we don't want anyone to tell us that something is wrong with us, and we do not want to hear it. And that's why I made the point that if you have a problem going to see a therapist, just to talk. Talk to your pastor. Just be open, and I know with men it's easy because they talk to their buddies. But even with their friends, men have a much harder time because they don't want to show that to their friends that they're weak. So, right. man, you know, as I'm sitting there and we drinking and everything, and I want to tell you, my buddies, that you know, I'm having some feelings, and I'm, you know, I feel depressed. My woman is gone, and I'm depressed, and I find myself sleeping, and all this. Then the other brother, the friend, is going to look at him and tell him, man, what's wrong with you? Ain't nothing wrong with you. Yeah, drink some more of this beer. Get you some Hennessy or something. <laughs> so guess what we do? We don't talk about it. We don't talk right. about it. And we deal with those emotions within. Mm-hmm. We don't talk right. about it. And that's the problem. Right. That is the problem. We, you got to let some stuff go. You got to let it go. Mm-hmm. You got to release it. Because if you do not release it, what happens? It turns into a sickness, you know, and it manifests into something greater, bigger, that mm-hmm. can kill you. Like people say, an ulcer, because we hold it in and we hold it in and we don't want to talk about it. And I just remember, and I provided therapy. I used, I like group therapy. But getting in there where people are mandated to go, boy, when mm-hmm. you get them in therapy, everybody wants to talk. 
And usually, everybody want to talk. And fifteenth, okay, thank you. Let's move on to the next person. Oh, I got something else to say. Because then they find this freedom. They find freedom. They able to release. So it's important, but true enough, we have a hard time accepting the fact that in our mind we think that something is wrong with us when nothing is wrong. You just need to release and talk about it, and it's okay. It is okay. You know, nobody looks at you negatively, and that's how African-Americans feel. And this has been happening from years and years ago. And true enough, we always think, oh, yes, I'm going to go talk to God. That's who I talk to. God is the healer. God well, go talk to the pastor so he can help you and he can help you and you and him both can talk to God together. (laughs) (laughs) So find a way to talk it out and just to get some help and just release it. And it doesn't matter. It's all right. Absolutely. So that's that's it. Allison uh, from Washington, D.C., she says, um, you mentioned earlier uh, of, of breaking cycles as far as when it comes to relationships and what so many of us have seen uh, growing up through our childhood. Why do you believe it is so vital um, that we not only continue to break those cycles that we've seen on how relationships are, but educate our children as well, which, which, is, which is really, you know, a valuable statement because a lot of times, you know, um, and, and I don't know, like, you know, for you, Elaine, you know, when your dad <laughs> was doing his things on his feet, um, I don't know if there ever was a conversation on, okay, you know, when you start dating, a man should treat you like X, Y, Z, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so it, it, do you believe it's very important, you know, that we not only continue to break these cycles, these negative things that we see as far as when it comes to relationships, but also uh, educate our children? Very important. Very important to educate our children. But how can a parent can only educate their children based on their experience? Right, right. Right. So what they experience is what they can talk about. So if mm-hmm. they cannot, if they have not experienced it, how are they able to talk about it? Right. Unless they do right. their research and get educated themselves. Mhm. And so they have to come from that place. And and I have a story, and I just remember when my sister was dealing with infidelity. She came home, and I was young, young kid, just being nosy, sitting, you know, behind the door, eavesdropping. And she was talking to my dad about her her husband. He had cheated on her. My father talked to her about everything else that was going on in the marriage, but he did not speak on the infidelity. Hmm. Why? It's because he could could not come from that place. He didn't say that it was wrong. He didn't say this man or to even take the time to go speak to her husband about it. Yeah. Because he did the same thing. Right. So I'm right. saying that to say for parents, when they speak to their children, they have to come from that place of authenticity. Right. You know, from that, that place which place they're familiar of. Yeah. Yeah. Where they're familiar. And mm-hmm. to say, mm-hmm. and if they do not have the answers, guess what? It is all right to say, you know what, son, or I don't have the answers. But I tell mm-hmm. you what, let me find out, and I'm going to come back, and I'm going to share it with you the best way I know how. Right. And and that and you know, when we think about it, our parents didn't do that for us. You know, what it is, I don't know, we're not gonna talk about it. And the reason why is because they didn't know. 
They said it. We're not going to talk about it. We thought, oh, they were being mean. No, they just didn't know. So they could not speak from that place of genuineness. They could not speak from that authentic place because they didn't know. They didn't have it to talk right. about, to speak about. Right. That's a good point. And good so point. Yeah. they didn't know. So that's why today parents, they can they talk, speak about what they do know. And if they do right. not know, be take the ownership to go find out, mm-hmm. learn about it, so they right. can come back and teach their children. Absolutely. And Absolutely. That, that's the important piece. That's the, that's the missing link. link. Go find out. Take a class, whatever it may be. If your child is experiencing ADHD or difficulty in school, oh, this is a good one. You know how I remember growing up, they would say, oh, that's, it's that new math. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and your parents, is that new math so they couldn't teach you? It's like, well, I don't know about that new math. Well, maybe daddy or mama, you should have probably took a class. So you can learn how to work these problems and come back and help me as a child or get some help or get a tutor to come and help me. And I'm saying that to say the same, those questions that the parents do not know, find out. And if you cannot find out, then hire someone or go and seek it out to get some help so that information could be relayed to your children. So they get this correct information. And that's really what it's about. It's about information and receiving the information correctly. Absolutely. So then we have Absolutely. the opportunity, we have the the responsibility or the individuality to make our own decision based on the information that we have and what we know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. When it comes to this anthology, A Woman's Journey to Self-Assurance, what do you want? What do you what what is it that you desire those who take the time to read this book that they be able to take away from this book and apply to their to their own uh personal lives? I when they read the book to take away just to understand and to know that you're not in you're not in it alone. What you're experiencing mm-hmm. You better believe someone else experienced it also. And right. more than likely, their experience was, believe it or not, because mm-hmm. they experienced the same feelings. They experienced just what was happening to them emotionally happened right. to you as well. Right. So that was there was that connection because we experienced it alike. Now, it might have manifested differently, but how we internalized and how we felt emotionally was pretty much about the same. So just understand mm-hmm. that you're not alone. What you're going through, it happened to someone else. But also get it and get in your mind to know, to know, to know that this too shall pass. And if you continue on the road to recovery, if you continue to push through, you will get to the end. And the end means that you will get the healing that you need. You will get the recovery, be in recovery that you need. You'll get the understanding that, wow, it wasn't that bad, even though I thought it was while going through, but just to know and understand that I made it through. And also to know and understand that once you make it through, don't look back. Don't look back. And don't decide to go back in again. (laughs) You know, then then that's a problem when you go back again, because that means that sometimes some of us like pain. (laughs) We like the drama. 
And just understand, don't go back again, because these self-assured women, that's how they got to self-assurance, is because they did not look back. They did not go back. They kept forging forward. They kept moving ahead, because Mm -hmm. what they said, what was in the past was in the past. And leaving the present right where it is, because guess what? They're moving ahead. They're moving forward. So while Mm -hmm. you're in the presence, you're only in the presence for a moment, because what's happening is you're always looking to your future. And that's what the self-assurance woman is doing. She's looking ahead to her future, always constantly looking towards her future because that's where it's at because that's where she's going. So to understand not to look back. And the Absolutely. presence is okay, but I'm all, I have my mind and my eyes set to my future because my future looks bright. It's shining. And change has come and change is there. So, and that's what you look forward to. Absolutely. Beautifully said, beautifully said. And so, of course, folks, you be on the lookout for um, a woman's journey to self-assurance, you guys. And uh, it uh, releases on October 15th, you guys. So you got a couple weeks uh, to get ready, get ready, get ready uh, for this awesome book. And we have had uh, several awesome uh, ladies who are a part of this anthology. And we got several more to go who will be coming on the show as well. And so um, along with uh, writing this anthology, as I said, um, Elaine also has the empowerment development coaching. Um, Elaine, for the folks out there who want to be able to connect with you, maybe they want to, you know, take up some of your coaching services um, or yes. have any questions for you. Tell them how they can go about um, connecting with you, setting up a consultation, all of those great things. Great, great. Thank you for the opportunity, Bianca. Yes, you can find me at EDEV coaching and that is e d e v coaching c o a c h i n g dot com e dev coaching and i offer a 20 minute go in check the go to acuity to my calendar check in there and we can schedule a time for you to uh just talk to me personally and privately and as i said do not be ashamed let's eliminate shame out the equation and if there's some personal issues and personal things that you're dealing with, it is okay. And it's okay to talk to someone about it because that's where right. you get the clarity. That's where you get better understanding. And you're clear. So when you leave there, you're clear with your decision. And, your you know, sometimes when we make decisions, our decision seems to be um, uh, choppy, you know, because we're not clear. We're not sure on what we want to do. It's, a, it's unbalanced. It's either yes or no. So we don't know should I or shouldn't I. But working with me is I will help you, assist you, and give you the tools so you gain the clarity. So when making those personal decisions for your life, for your careers, or even in relationships, you want to be sure, 100% sure. So, again, my website is edevcoaching.com, Elaine Clark, or just Google me. Um, And I also have – a personal women's group called Leading uh, Ladies Empowering Many, and it's LEM, Ladies Empowering Many. And in that group, I just do some uh, laser coaching as well and some inspiration and encouragement, encouraging the women as well. And you're, it's free. You're free to join. So, hey, just check me out. There's more to Elaine Clark. And I truly, 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 again, appreciate uh, this opportunity, Bianca. 
I truly do. Absolutely. And I am grateful. I'm grateful. I had a great time. <laughs> Me too. It's my pleasure uh, to, to have you on here. I'm looking forward to uh, reading your contribution as well as um, the other ladies who um, are a part of this. And so for um, – before we get ready to get out of here, uh, what would be your your final words or thoughts uh, to these to the women out here? Um, maybe they're not exactly sure uh, where they're headed. Maybe they're trying to become that self assured woman. What would Elaine Clark's uh, words of encouragement be to those ladies? Um, it's okay. When you're not clear, it, it's all right. There's no shame to it. Please, please, please. Um, and there's no shame uh, to what level or where you at in your life. That's all mm-hmm. right. But also just understand that it's time to move. And right. recognize that where you are is not where your future is. But mm-hmm. be willing to move forward. And, yes, there are times that you may have to step back once or twice, but know that when you get up and move again, jump three, four times ahead and then go Mm -hmm. and push forward. Mm -hmm. You understand? So even if you have to go back once or twice, that's okay because sometimes we do that in order to get it right. But knowing that when you start up again, take that leap to jump ahead. You know, in hopscotch, Mm -hmm. you know how when you have to from. Zero to three, you make that jump, and then you yeah. start hopping, and that's what you do. Make that jump three, four times ahead of where you started before, and then you start moving forward because that's what it's all about is in moving forward. And be open to change. Be open to right. change. Change is good, but change is hard. Change yeah. is hard because it's unfamiliar territory that we're embarking on that we decide we want to step into. It's unfamiliar. We don't know how it's going to turn out, but just always know change is good and it's better. It's better to change in where you are and in the space that you're changing than where you've come from. Absolutely. And also be open to hear. Be open to hear when people are giving you advice. Now, once you do get the advice, sort it out. But not all advice is good advice. We're okay right. with that. Right. But Take out what matters to you. I want to take mm-hmm. a little bit of this from you, and I want to take a little bit of that, and I create my own. So mm-hmm. be open to that. Because yeah. believe me, there's some good word out there, and there's wisdom out there, and you're going to meet people who is going to impart that word, that wisdom to you, and be open to hear it and be open to receive it. Right. And to know that, hey, I'm going to move forward. But the ultimate is the trust in God. As you know, as Proverbs three said, trust in the Lord with all my heart and lean not unto my own understanding. In all thy ways, what God you're going to direct my path. So right. seek God's faith and ask the Lord to bring people into your life who are good for you and who can help you move along in the journey. Mm-hmm. And that journey mm-hmm. is the journey that you want for yourself. And yes, believe me, believe, believe, believe. God is going to do it. Lord said, all you got to do is ask. Yes, he said, and I give absolutely. you the desires of your heart. Just absolutely. ask. And that's absolutely. what I leave you with. Ask absolutely. God. Love Amen. it. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, you guys. Tonight, you guys, we have shared an awesome show. 
uh, with Elaine Clark. Make sure you guys uh, be sure to connect with her. And, uh, of course, we're going to keep you up to date on when uh, this anthology uh, drops. Um, October 15th, you guys, A Woman's Journey to Self-Assurance. And so, Elaine, thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming on here. It has truly been a blast having you on here. And, uh, man, I'm definitely looking forward uh, to reading this book. And I'm definitely looking forward to to having more from you. And so I have to ask, okay, I know you say you never had those aspects or dreams of becoming a writer or author. So now you have, you know, you did your contribution to this awesome anthology. Uh, do you have any thoughts of possibly writing your own book or some other projects in the works? I, what I would like to do is I would more like uh, workbooks or instructional um, okay. pieces. Yeah. And, yeah, that would be the direction I would like. I so love workbooks. workbooks. <laughs> yeah. I love a good workbook. That's it. Where, where I can still impart uh, who I am myself, but also it's a it's a guide and to provide the instructions how to get there. And Absolutely. once you're there, what do you do? So that Absolutely. would be something I, I would be most interested in doing. Absolutely incredible. And of course, uh, we you. definitely hope that uh, you'll come back on here again and talk with us soon. We'll love to have you yeah. uh, back and on here. And I would here. love to come. Absolutely, absolutely. So, we're gonna get ready to get out of here. But you have a great rest of your evening, and uh, I'll be talking with you again soon. Appreciate it, and thank you again, Bianca. My pleasure. You you. have a good one. You too. Bye Bye bye. All right, you guys, that was Elaine Clark. Uh, she's a contributing author to A Woman's Journey to Self-Assurance, you guys. So big thank you to Tamika Sims. Uh, she is actually uh, the one who's putting all of this together. She is connected with all of these awesome women, and they are putting together this awesome, awesome anthology for you guys. Coming to you October 15th, uh, so be on the lookout for that, you guys. And we're going to actually have some more authors uh, from this book coming up um, next week as well. On this Thursday, uh, we got another special guest, you guys. We got author. She's an entrepreneur. She she should be a comedian because she is just super, super funny. But we got author Hope McGill. Uh, she's going to be joining us this Thursday. And she's going to be talking about uh, her new journey. Uh, she is now creating um, bees, waist bees for plus size curvy women. Um, but she also um, is making braces with purpose. And, and I want you guys to tune in to hear her purpose and motivation from uh, creating um, this line entitled Beat It by Hope, you guys. And so she's going to be joining us this Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the beautiful Butterfly Show, you guys. And so uh, with that said, folks, uh, we are going to get ready to get out of here Uh, but I definitely appreciate each and every one of you thank you again to Elaine Clark make sure you guys go and connect with her um, uh, with empowerment development coaching 
uh, edevcoaching.com, you guys. Make sure you connect with her. Set you up a consultation. You never know um, what that connection might turn into. So uh, make sure you guys connect with her. Uh, and we definitely thank Tamika Sims for putting everything together. And to everybody who has joined us on the phone lines who have been listening, uh, quite a few of you guys. We definitely appreciate uh, you guys pouring in and those of you who are listening uh, while you're traveling and all those great things. We appreciate you all and all those great things. And so with that said, folks, we're going to get ready to get out of here. I am Bianca Fly, and I'll see you guys next, well, this Thursday. <laughs> same time, same place. Have a good evening.
Fly Show would like to thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram. That's at Instagram.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. Also on Facebook.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. And last but certainly not least, you can also catch up with us on Twitter. That's at Twitter.com forward slash the Beautiful Butterfly Show. And thank you once again for tuning in on behalf of the Vibration Radio Network.